everybody, Cody here. It's almost the most wonderful time of the year, October, which means that Troy and I are going to be doing some really fun stuff. We were lucky enough to be guests on the Dave Glover Show on 97.1 FM here in St. Louis, and we wanted to share it with you all as a special bonus episode and to say thank you, because we never would have been asked to do the show if not for all of you that have been listening and sharing the podcast. You can find more from Dave at 971talk.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dave Glover Show. And we'll be back with episode 9, The Hartford Castle, next Tuesday, October 3rd. So make sure to check it out. And now, here's our clip from Dave's show. Welcome back, guys. 510 DGS. Can you turn the Meaver thing up? That is your... That is that is your green goblin. Well, it's, yeah. the, that it's, is the it's the phone channel, so I mean, I want to have the phone on so we can have our nice guests, I, but then it does the stupid thing. The Mavert Cleavert is old school, and I want to give a shout out to Camille on Twitter, who huh. you said um, a couple segments ago, uh, two or three times, you said corporate world. And it's, oh, it's part of your funny. sure. And, they, and, and she oh, kept yeah. tweeting what like corporate world. Corporate world. <laughs> we what are, believe that? it or not, going to do a paranormal Tuesday yeah. here. Wow! And it. we bring back old friend of the show, Troy Taylor. How you doing, Troy? Hey, man. How are you? I am great. Good to talk to you. In a while. I know. Been a long time. We also have live in studio Cody Beck. Uh, good to see you. How are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate and it. And as I understand it, you are a lifetime friend of Andrews, yep. which yeah, we, explains getting into the paranormal. Right. So, yes. Yes. When you Looking go to third grade with the Sasquatch, yeah. and, you know. <laughs> you need answers, and so you ex- get into exploration. So, Troy, you have pretty much single-handedly documented the paranormal of Alton, for sure. Um, and, of course, your work on the Exorcist House. What, what is your latest passion or projects? Uh, well, you know, it's, uh, oh man, well, Cody got me into this podcast thing, but so that's, I got to blame all that on him, Mm -hmm. but lately I've been working more with, um, working a lot with murder scenes and, and old crimes and the ghost stories connected to them, which has been kind of a lifelong thing anyway, but, Mm -hmm. uh, I've been doing a lot of that lately. And do so you subs- do you subscribe to sort of the science of uh, we don't know what it is, but there's some sort of residue that's left over when something traumatic happens? Yeah, that definitely seems to be the case. I mean, that's uh, there's so many crimes that I have investigated and researched over the years that have ghost stories attached to them, and vice versa, ghost stories that have a crime behind them. You right. know, so um, I think that when things like that happen, you know leaves a little piece of history behind. And I think that's been the, the really the gist of a lot of the stuff I've done. And Cody, tell us your story. How did you get into this? Yeah, so I found myself, uh, I wandered into Troy's uh, bookstore in Alton when I was about 10 years old and uh, picked up a book, uh, North American Monsters, like Field Guide. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I did one of his ghost tours in high school. And after that, um, about a year ago, so I So you got- were obviously looking to get chicks. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Computers and ghost stories. Yeah, oh, was, baby, a magnet. Yeah. The whole magician thing didn't work out. So. Uh, I still have hopes for that, but that's, that's a different, uh, hilarious. That's a different episode. Uh, but I started getting into podcasts last year, and so um, I remember Troy, and I, I kind of searched for some of his stuff online. I didn't find too many like audio recordings of it. He'd been on a couple different podcasts, but he's written a bunch of books. So I reached out to him and I said, hey, uh, I kind of want to do something about the paranormal, but I also just really want to learn the history of my hometown i drive by these places all the time Mm -hmm. but i don't really know anything about them i just know this place is supposed to be haunted and that's it yeah so uh, i figured there's nobody else in the world better than troy to kind of teach me about these things where's your favorite place in alton 
Um, probably Mineral Springs. Um, it just I, I went there on the ghost tour uh, with Troy. I'd been there a couple times before that as a child, just shopping and walking around, and then just hearing all the the crazy stuff, the crazy stories, and then the like versus the actual history that happened there. Um, it's just it's just a wild place. I can't believe in sixteen years of the Dave Glover Show Halloween show, we've only been to Alton once. We we've done the McPike, yep. Yep. but that's it. There's so yeah, many yeah. stones. No, left, oh, there's so many. Things. Well, oh, we Milton did School Milton Schoolhouse, which is I don't know if that's technically in Alton, but it's right over. Oh, there. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah okay. It's yeah. directly in the middle. Oh, is it okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, not familiar with the ge- geography of Alton. So Troy, where would you send us if we wanted to go do a Halloween show in Alton? Well, I would agree with Cody and send you back to the Mineral Springs. I think we talked about that years and we years did. ago. Yeah, yeah. And it, it just didn't work out for whatever reason. It didn't work out. And uh, but. There is a there's a new owner to the place, um, some new people running it, and they're very open to the ghost stuff. I mean, not everybody has been. I mean, that place has been through so many owners over the last, you know, 15, 20 years or so that I've been involved with it. Uh, but the people that are there now are, are really into that stuff. And, and guys, it really me, makes me a up. huge difference. What's it's a the, weird place. What's the basic story behind the Mineral Springs? Well, the basic story is that it was it was built to be a meat packing market. It was built to be a, a butcher shop. They were going to just store meat there with ice, and they started digging this place up, and they uncovered this spring and decided to turn it into a resort. It was the early 1900s, and that was a huge thing back then to you know open up these resorts where people could come in and take in healing waters and that kind of thing. So they turned it into a luxury hotel. Um, and it operated all the way into um, really in its prime into the late 40s, early 50s. And then it kind of went on the skids for a number of years. And it's been malls and all kinds of different things. But there are a number of different ghost stories attached to it. I mean, there's at least one suicide that took place in the bar. Uh, there was a woman who committed suicide in one of the rooms. And then, of course, the big story is the Jasmine lady who um, is supposed to have been murdered or died in an accident, nobody knows for sure, on the staircase. And her ghost has haunted the place ever since. But down in the swimming pool, there's been at least one drowning down in that swimming pool. But that's where most of the activity seems to come from. Um, a lot of people around this big pool have had a lot of experiences. I'm, I've had them myself when I've been in there. I've heard, you know, I've seen the door open and close by itself. I've heard footsteps in the pool. Um, there was a janitor who worked there a number of years ago who said he had come in one day because he had heard water running in the pool, which had been dry for years. And But when he walked in, turned on the lights, he found there was nobody there, but there were wet footprints mm. along the side of the pool. <laughs> Troy, um, I... I I, uh, spent a year living in Mineral Springs uh, Mall. Am I going to be possessed by a demon? Because that's something (laughs) I'm afraid of. What do you mean, gun? I hope not. (laughs) The demon's possessed by you. There's like a couple of little apartments, (laughs) and my my now wife and I lived there for a year, and it was really unpleasant and oppressive. And and, uh, I've always been worried. Like, remember when I told you guys that I thought I was possessed by a demon for like three weeks? There you go. That makes sense. That's what I traced it back to. I was like, "Mm, I knew that was a bad idea. Troy, Tony Colombo here. Um, uh, We're talking about Alton, and we always hear about Alton being such a haunted area. Is... Is it is there really a such thing as a city that can be more haunted than other places, or is there just a lot of stories there? But but really, the case is that all no matter where you're at, there's sort of the equal chance of of you encountering you know paranormal activity or not. Like is is there really hot spots, or is it is it everywhere? 
Well, you know what? The answer is a combination of both. Um, any, any town where someone is bothered to collect the stories always seems more haunted than anywhere else mm-hmm. because every town's got plenty of ghost stories. But when you get a town like Alton that has the kind of history that Alton has, from fires to violence to the Civil War to the penitentiary that was there to all of these different locations and events that have happened. I mean, Mark Twain called it a dismal little river town, and this was in the 1800s. So, I mean, it's a town with a lot of history, and I think any town with a lot of history is going to become more haunted, or it, that history is going to leave a piece of itself behind. And Dave knows from talking to me in the past that, you know, I, I often believe that a lot of hauntings are not, you know, what we think of as ghosts from the movies, you know, ghosts with unfinished business that are lingering behind. I think a lot of it is history that imprints itself on the atmosphere of a place. And so you get these recordings of history over and over again. I mean, they're hauntings because we don't really understand why they happen or or really even what they are, but they do leave an impression behind. And Alton is one of those towns where history has left so much behind. And that may have something to do with the river, may have something to do with the water beneath the town. I think a lot of it has to do with the limestone that is beneath Alton with all those bluffs and all those hills throughout the city got all that porous stone that sort of soaks up that energy. And so that energy replays itself. And we have ghost stories and hauntings and all these different haunted places throughout the town. It's an old town. Um, It's got a lot of history. It's got a lot of past. And I think that a lot of that has contributed to all these ghost stories we have. Cody, what is your most vivid experience you've actually had? Uh, My most vivid experience? uh, When I was probably seven or eight i was in a house on uh, on langdon that um, my friend charlie baracus who i believe andrew actually yeah, is as well he, he did some of the music for the podcast uh, they lived in a house i believe it's called the horn house and uh i remember falling asleep downstairs uh in the living room and woke, waking up about like, three in the morning and i went upstairs to uh his bedroom because that's where i was actually going to sleep and as soon as i got to the door i just remember seeing this giant outline of like a figure that looked like it was standing over him uh actually his brother in, in one of the beds and i just turned around ran right back downstairs <laughs> wow. jumped on the couch covered myself <laughs> up with pillows and uh <clears throat> tried to repress it until now so uh, <laughs> I appreciate you yeah i had some things happen in the past couple years that i wrote off to uh, sleep drugs or something like that where I would wake up and see something. Remember the, I saw like a 1950s wrestler and he, yeah. was, he was punching me and I was punching him and I was wide awake. I never went back to sleep and then he just was gone after about three or four seconds and then something else happened like that and I remember my son Nick said, how is that not a ghost? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I guess it could be. I, yeah. just, I never really thought about yeah, that. Yeah, you wrote it off as every other thing it could yeah. be. And Nick was like, how about just ghosts? I spent my whole life afraid of ghosts and maybe actually fist fought one. And then I'm just like, yeah. oh, it must have been the, you know, maybe. the Tylenol PM or something. They're haunted by a luchador. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we sh- is there any chance we could go there in the next month or so, do you guys think, to the Mineral Springs? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just have somebody give me a call or email me or whatever, and I'll get it set up with the folks that are there. And you guys could run over there and take a look. Yeah, yeah. Have a nice time. What is, uh, yeah. what, is the most, yeah. <laughs> what is the most vivid, best piece of evidence you've seen or collected at the Mineral Springs? Um, probably my – just for me, it's been a personal experience. Um, I had spent the night uh, – quite a few nights there when I was living in – not close by, not at the Mineral Springs, thank God. Um hmm. But when I was living close by, and I had a friend who did live there, and we used to go down 
And we'd stay the, the whole night there, kind of wandering around looking to see if anything might happen. And probably the best thing that happened to me personally was sitting down in the swimming pool one night when the door to the pool opened up. Uh, we were both sitting there. We waited for somebody to come in. We turned on lights to see who was there, and no one was. Um, that was that was a big deal for me. But I had a couple of friends who've been on tours. One is a St. Louis police officer who was on a tour with me one night. as an old friend of mine. And we were in the swimming pool area. We were talking about, you know, we told all the ghost stories and all kinds of things. And my friend was trying to help me kind of usher people along when it was time to leave and get them out of the pool. And he saw a guy go around a corner and start down a hallway, you know, away from the actual pool. And he thought, oh, man, I better grab this guy for Troy so we can get going. And he went down the hallway and he followed the guy and he saw him turn and go around the corner. He walked down and it was a dead end and there was nobody there. And he came back and said, uh, we got to go right now. <laughs> <Could you? laughs> this is a guy who'd seen a lot of things already, been hmm. three tours in Iraq and a St. Louis police officer, and uh, he was as white as a ghost, if you, you know, pardon the pun. But wow. he, uh, he really was uh, shaken up by it. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of odd things that go on at the middle. Cody, where do people find your podcast? Uh, you can go to AmericanHauntingsPodcast.com and sign up for updates. Uh, it's totally free. Check it out. It's, it's on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, everywhere. And, Troy, where do people find your books? Uh, you can find them on AmericanHauntingsInc.com or just go to the AltonHauntings.com website. That'll take you anywhere you want to go. All right. We will, we'll talk to you in the next couple of days. Thanks, man. Sounds good, man. Thanks. Thanks.